is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Well, good morning all. All those of you that are left and haven't gone out to Rooted. Great to, uh, to gather together this morning, and I've been looking forward to this morning for some time, and looking forward to bringing this message, which I hope will stir us and encourage us, uh, not just into the week of prayer and fasting, but into the year ahead as well. So I've been wanting for some time to do a vision preach and talk about some things that God is putting on our hearts uh, as a leadership team for us to lead into as a church. And we thought, well, actually, because we've got a week of prayer and fasting, wouldn't it be good to actually do that to launch the week of prayer and fast? And we, there's some things to talk about and then to pray into uh, in the week ahead. So I'm not going to be preaching through our vision statement as perhaps I've done uh, previously, but rather taking some themes that I believe God is stirring us about and speaking to us about and wanting us to grow in over the coming year. So that's where we're going this morning. Is that all right? Does that sound good? But before we get there, and Tim's already commented about the week uh, ahead of us, I just want to uh, encourage us together to get to whatever we can this week be it in person or online or maybe a bit of both. Uh, there's, some, there's many opportunities to gather and to pray this week. And I want to encourage us to take those opportunities to do just that. So in a variety of times, a variety of locations around the city, and uh, I'm trusting that some of those will work for you and we can gather together to pray and seek God. So... Back to today. Before we get going, there's something I want to give out. I have a present for all of you. So, uh, Tim, can you grab some um, some helpers and give out those uh, those presents for me, please? That would be great. Um, you might want to grab a few more people. Great, thank you. <coughs> Don't shake it, Okay. And don't open it yet, but hang on to it. All will become clear shortly. At least I hope all will become clear shortly. Eva, can I have one of those as well, please, before you disappear completely? That's great. Thank you very much. Excellent. So while those are going out, uh, those are my presents to you this morning. Tim said that we're going to be posting details on Community Loop of uh, what's happening this week in terms of our prayer meetings. But the other thing we want to do this week is capture what God is saying to us throughout the week. So we're going to do this in two ways. Firstly, next Sunday, we will be meeting here, okay? We're not meeting in two weeks' time. Next Sunday... We're going to look back at our week of prayer and fasting and say, what has God been saying to us? So there will be opportunity next Sunday to share what God has been saying to us throughout this week. 
Because what we've found before is you can have a week of prayer and God says some, some amazing things in various meetings, but if you weren't there on Tuesday night, you may have missed it. And so we want to capture what God is saying to us as a church family. And so we'll be looking back at that next Sunday. So uh, if you feel God speaking to you this week, do come prepared perhaps to share that next Sunday. If you feel God is giving something to you for us as a church. But the other way we're going to do that is we'll post a link out on Community Loop tomorrow to a, a very short online form and that will be another way of capturing what God is saying to us over the week. So uh, you can either share it next Sunday or maybe if you feel God speaking to you, uh, you can just go online during the week, fill out those details really briefly uh, and we've got then two ways of capturing what God is saying to us uh, over the week ahead. Because God loves to speak, doesn't he? So we, we're going to pray, we're going to fast, we're going to seek God, we're going to seek his face. And as well as that, we're going to expect that God is going to speak to us and lead us over the coming week. So I'm expecting that you know, God may well speak to all of us over the coming week about some of the things we're praying into. Wouldn't it be great if we actually, we all felt that God has been speaking to us as we prayed, as we'd fasted, as we'd sought his face. God has been speaking to us about some of the things that I'm going to share this morning. So that brings us back to this morning. And this message is something that I've been thinking about and praying about for some time. It was over the Christmas break that I've felt that God was speaking to me particularly and it, and it began, to came, began to come together in my mind. So why don't we pray and ask God to speak to us and then we'll get into some of the things that I believe he's put in our hearts. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you this morning for your presence. Lord, we thank you that you are close to us. We thank you, God, that you are here. And Lord, we thank you that you love to speak. And we pray now as we look at different passages in your word, different themes you're speaking to us about, that God, you would right now speak to us. You would encourage us. You would move us forward as a church. And God, you'll capture our hearts, we pray, with all that you're saying to us afresh. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so, I've got a number of words that I'm going to share with you this morning, all beginning with the letter P. You'll be pleased, uh, you'll be pleased to know. So one of the, I think the first one is going to come up uh, on the uh, slide behind us. The first one, the first thing that I felt God speak to me about so clearly for this Sunday and this week ahead and indeed the year ahead is this subject of passion. And if you're wondering why we gave you a can of drink this morning, it is because it is a Rubicon sparkling passion drink. Okay, so you have got this drink to remind you of the first thing that I've been speaking to you about this morning, which is the subject of passion. You can drink it now if you wish. You can drink it if you wish. And there is a great sort of tss all over the cinema. There you go. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. For me, this is a personal prayer and a personal goal this year to grow in passion for Jesus. 
I don't want to be the same at the end of 2024 as I am at the beginning of 2024. I want to be able to look back and go, yeah, I've grown in passion for Jesus over this year. So this is a personal journey for me, and I'm opening myself up to you and sharing it with you for this reason. I think it might be a personal journey for some of you as well. And I would love it to be a personal journey for all of us together over the coming year. Wouldn't it be great if as a church we could look back at the, at the end of 2024, we could look back over the months and go, yeah, we've grown in passion for Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all say that over this year, no matter what else happened around us, no matter what the circumstances were that we faced, we grew in our love and passion for our Lord Jesus. You see, I know this is something that I need to grow in. And I want to suggest to you, friends, this morning, this is something that each of us needs to grow in. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could look back at the end of the year and say, yeah, we're now more in love with Jesus than we were in January. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You know, most of the things that I'm going to talk about this morning are actually about us as a church family together. It's a corporate, they're corporate things. This one is different, it's personal. It's personal. It's about me. It's about you, personally. You and Jesus. And I think unless we get this one nailed, unless we agree, yeah, actually we want this. Individually, together, we say, yeah, I want this in my life. I want to grow in love and passion for Jesus. Actually, unless we sign off on that one ahead of time and go, yeah, I'm, I'm in on that one. I don't think any of the others will happen. Because actually the others come out of our relationship with Jesus. And you see, Jubilee Church is not some other entity sort of over there that we sort of observe remotely and go, oh, that is what the church is. No, no. We are the church. We are Jubilee. So if we want Jubilee to be a passionate church that loves Jesus more in December than they did in January in this year, then how is that going to happen? It's only going to happen if each of us are loving Jesus more in December than we were in January this year. As we go, so the church goes, particularly on this one. So the Bible says the church is the body of Christ. Paul puts it like this in 1 Corinthians 12. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. It's exactly what Lucy was talking about just last Sunday. So it follows then if you and I are not passionate for Jesus and more in love with him, then the church isn't going to be passionate for Jesus or more in love with him. As we go, so the church goes. And my guess is that each of us would say, yeah, I want to be part of a, a vibrant church that loves Jesus and is passionately following him. You want to be part of that sort of church, don't you? Yeah. Of course you do. Well, that only happens if each of us go, yeah, that's what I want for me in my life.
We miss it if we fall into consumer mode and think, oh, I'm just going to go to church to get something. Just to go to church to observe. Just to watch what happens. Then on the way home, sort of talk about it. Pronounce judgment on what we thought of the worship or the preach or the coffee or whatever. So easy to fall into that mindset. So easy to fall into that mode. But it's not about that. It's about us together, gathering, coming together and saying, we want to pursue Jesus more and more. We want to be more in love with him at the end of the year than we are at the start. And we gather together because we're the body of Christ. We are designed to be together. God has made it in such a way that we benefit from one another. That we do each other good. That we can encourage one another. That we build each other up. We build one another up. That's how God has made it to be. So actually when we gather, we should be coming to go, well, I'm gathering to worship, to come to Him. But as we do that, we encounter Jesus. We come, we give something of ourselves to the Lord and indeed to one another as well. And our corporate gatherings will reflect our personal life with Jesus. They couldn't do anything else, could they? Now, the reality is, for most of us, I, I think for all of us, the reality is life is up and down. You know, you have some ups and you have some downs. Life is just like that. And I don't know all of you here this morning. I know many of you. I know some of you right now have got some great ups. There's some really good things going on. You're excited about some things. I know for others of you, you're, you're in some down moments. There's been some tough seasons that you're walking through. But you see, when we're family together, those of us that are in a good place can support and encourage and love and care for those that are in a tough place. Because you know what's going to happen? At some later point, it's going to switch. And those of us that are in a good place just then are facing some of life's battles. And those who are walking through tough places and walk through them, Jesus brought them through. They're in a good place with the Lord. And guess what? Now they can encourage others. That's how God has designed it to be. We need one another. We need one another to encourage our passion for Jesus. So I want to challenge us friends the beginning of this year let's together say let's be passionate about following Jesus let's ask him that we will grow in this over the year and you might say Graham how do I do that is it by drinking a fizzy drink like this it's not by drinking a fizzy drink even though it says passion on it but it is about drinking of him that's what Jesus said, isn't it? You come to me. Streams of living water will flow. If you come to him and drink, then that enables you to be more and more in love with him. 
It's other things that you know. Many of you have been around church for a long time. You know. You've heard it before about the importance of reading your Bible, getting it open, spending time with the Lord. The importance of prayer. It's another P. I could have done one on that, but we haven't got to that. Um, Prayer. The importance of being with Jesus. Speaking to him, hearing from him. Worship. Time with other believers. Church family. You know that. Coming to him and drink. But friends, as we do these things, wouldn't it be great if for each of us, 2024, was a year of a growing in passion for Jesus? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be great? Isn't that what you want to see? Don't you want to be in on that? That's our first P. How are we doing for time? Not well. Our second P. <laughs> it's going to be like this, wasn't it? They said to me, you'll never get through that in the morning. I went, yes, I will. We'll see. Number two, presence. Presence. This follows on really nicely from passion. Really does. Presence. Presence of God. I I feel really stirred to once again go after the presence of God. Now, we have had seasons in our history as a church. Some of you were with us then. Some of you have joined us subsequently. But we've had seasons in our church history where there have been moments of the Lord breaking in and there being tangible sense of his presence. There have been whole seasons of that. They've been wonderful. And I think it's fair to say in those moments, God changed us. God did something in us. I think that was before COVID, if any of you can remember back that far. Remember what life was like then? And you see, during the COVID seasons, all our energy was pretty much focused on just getting through it. Just getting to the other side, getting, getting out. And after COVID, pretty much all our energy was focused on just trying to return to some degree of normality and life together. And that was true for us individually. It was true for us as a church. But friends, now we're past those seasons. I'd love us once again to be saying, Lord, show us your glory. Lord, we want to encounter your presence. We want to be changed by you. We want to be transformed by you. We don't want just to go through the motions. But I want to encounter your very presence. Isn't that your prayer? Isn't that your hot cry? Don't you want to see that? I, for one, want to go for this afresh this year. Say, God, show us your glory. Show us your presence. Reveal more of who you are. Maybe some of you remember the the, the account in Exodus 33 where, where Moses is so clear with God that without his presence, he doesn't want to go anywhere. I mean, the Lord even promises an angel. He said, I'm not going to go with you, but I'll send an angel to go with you. I mean, I would have gone, angel sounds good to me. You know, that sounds quite cool. But Moses wasn't having any of it. Like without God's presence, he wasn't going anywhere. Not even with an angel tagging along for the ride. Moses argues with the Lord, says this to him in verse 15 of Exodus 33. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. 
How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. I mean, how many of us would have argued with the Lord? I mean, that's, that's amazing to start with. Then you get an offer of angel, and still Moses wasn't having it. No, God, we need you. We need your presence. Because without that, we're nothing. So let me ask you a question. Are you hungry for the presence of God? Are we hungry for the presence of God? Are we prepared to give God space to break in and do what he wants to do? To throw our agendas out the window and cause some holy chaos? Are we up for that? I want to encourage us, friends, to be going for this this year. And in so doing, let's give God the space to break in. Maybe in some of our times this week, even as we gather to pray, Let's be asking, Lord, God, what do you want to do here? Show us your glory. We want a sense of your presence, your manifest presence. I, I, know, I know God's presence is everywhere all the time. He's omnipresent. I know that. I know you know that. I'm talking about God's manifest presence, his, his now presence, his sense of imminent glory. Or you go, oh, God is in this place. And you can't say anything else. Is that our prayer for this week? God, we want a growing passion for you this year and we want to know your presence more and more. Amen? Yeah. Number three, power. I think we can agree that we need God's power. Amen. Amen. We need it personally and we need it in the church. We need to see more of God's power. And guess what, friends? The good news is that Jesus promised power. Amen. Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Jesus didn't say, But you will receive ooh, Holy Spirit goosebumps when the Holy Spirit comes on you. He didn't say, Poof, You'll fall over when the Holy Spirit comes on you. He didn't say, Oh, you'll get such a sense of peace when the Holy Spirit comes on you. All those things may happen. They've all happened to me, and I love it. Sense of God's presence, His nearness, wonderful. But what Jesus promises is actually more than that. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's power with a purpose. Power with a purpose. Friends, we need the power of God in order to be the people of God. We need the power of God in order to be the people of God. And even if you take a cursory glance through the New Testament, you will see that following Jesus is a supernatural endeavor. The trouble is, so much of our westernized, modernized version of Christianity so often removes the supernatural and turns Christianity into nothing more than a philosophical set of beliefs that, that one should try and follow. 
There's a word for that. It's nonsense. It is. Following Jesus is a supernatural activity. And he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit in order to enable us to do it. And we wonder why it doesn't go well when we try and get through on our own. Because we're not meant to. That's not how God has designed it. And so often we can settle for too little. We can just go, oh, it's just how it is. We'll just have to put up with it and just try our best. No. I'm not prepared to settle for that anymore. Jesus promised power when the Holy Spirit came. And I want to see more of God's power at work in the church this year. You know, I want God to break in, to mess with our plans, to confuse our expectations, to challenge our thinking because he is God and we are not. And so we do need to give him room. We do need to allow God to break in. But we need the supernatural power of God at work, don't we? And some of that applies to our meetings together. But actually the context Jesus refers to in Acts 1 isn't a gathered church meeting. He's talking about the power of God in the context of evangelism. The power of God in terms of telling other people about Jesus. His power to witness, power to speak about him, which is surely why we're here, isn't it? But it's also supernatural power bringing supernatural gifts. Don't you want to see more healing? Don't you want to see more words of knowledge, more prophecy? And listen, not just for two hours on a Sunday morning. That's just limiting God in a very small box. No, no. Yeah, I want to see more healings and more words of knowledge, more prophecy and the like on a Sunday. Of course I do. I know most of us do. But those gifts are not just restricted to that time slot. Wouldn't it be great if we were seeing more healing, more words of knowledge, more prophecy? more encouragement, more power gifts of the Holy Spirit, not just in the gathered place, but out in the marketplace. Through our week as well, as much as our gathered time on a Sunday. Jesus promises power to be his witnesses. He doesn't just promise about that you'll have the right words to say. That is true, but it's more than that. It's power to be his witness. John Wimber used to say, when do we used to read through the, the, the New Testament and go, when are we going to do this stuff? And somebody said, well, like, when are we going to do this stuff? You know, and people would say to him, well, what do you mean this stuff? And he'd go, well, you know, all this stuff that Jesus did, all this stuff that the disciples did, when do we get to do this stuff? And the answer is now. Not some other time in the future, but now. Now. I need to push on. Our next P is people people. There are a few things to consider here. Relationships with one another, growth in terms of our numbers, and also salvation. All that comes under people. So in our top five values, loving one another comes in at number two, straight after loving God. Glad you know that. We know that the Bible has lots to say about how we treat one another. Just in case we've forgotten, Jesus puts it like this in John 13. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. 
And Jesus goes on to describe how this love for one another, one another is what other people will observe and see and realize that we're followers of him. So my challenge to us is this. How can we as a church grow in this this year? What can we do together to love one another more? What can we do individually to love one another more? Wouldn't it be great to look back at the end of the year and go, there are some tangible examples of how we as a church family grew in our love for one another. Wouldn't that be great? Something to pray into this week. How can we do that? Second area of <clears throat> about people is about growth. Let's be praying that God adds to us this year. We've got a great task ahead of us that God is calling us to. Wouldn't it be great if more people came and joined us on that journey? Jesus put it like this in Luke 10. He said, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Let's be praying to the Lord of the harvest that he would send more workers out into his harvest field. There'll be more people that will come and join us to be part of this journey that God is calling us on. And the final part of people is salvation. Seeing people saved, seeing them put their trust in Jesus. I feel that we need to refocus on the mission that God is calling us to. To see people saved and added into his kingdom. Don't you want to see that? Wouldn't it be great if this year we could say, yeah, God, we saw God save and add people into our church family. Okay, right now it's January. Just in case you've forgotten. Beginning of the year. I want to put it out there in January. Why don't we run Alpha again as a church in September? Okay, so I'm not talking about next week or even next term. I'm saying in September, let's run Alpha Alpha together as a church. And that means that each of us have got all the time between now and September to be asking the Lord, God, who is it you want me to invite onto Alpha this year? The question is not, do you want me to invite anyone to Alpha this year? But rather the question is, Lord, who is it that you want me to invite onto Alpha this year? You've got some time to think about that. You've got some time to pray into that. You've got some opportunity and time to, over the coming months, to build that relationship, to have some of those conversations that will lead you when we get to September to say to your friend, how how about coming to this Alpha course with me and finding out more about what it is to follow Jesus? And it's not the first time you've had that sort of conversation because for the months you've been thinking and praying about this and having some of those conversations. That's why we're saying now in January, let's do this together in September. Does that sound good? So, Alpha in September, you've got, what is it, eight months to think, to pray, to act, to have some conversations and to invite. Our next P is place. Place. A building. A place to call home. 
Now, there have been different times over the years of God stirring us on this subject. And it feels like now is one of those times. God is putting it on our heart once again to have a place, a building, somewhere to call home. And to be clear, we don't want a building just for the sake of it. Just because the church down the road happened to have one. We don't even want a building just because it makes setup easier, though it will. We want a building in order to further serve this city and reach people for Jesus. You see, a building should serve us, not the other way around. A building is not the mission. A building is a tool to help the mission. The mission is seeing people respond to Jesus, hearing of his love and grace for their lives. A building should help us with that. And so in this week particularly, I would love us to be praying together and asking the Lord, say, God, would you give us somewhere to call home? Would you give us a place of our own that serves and helps the mission that you are calling us on? Somewhere that can become a hub for the community as much as a hub for us. Somewhere that is not just a base for Jubilee, but also for the wider ministry that God is calling us to within Christ Central as we serve and work with other churches further afield. So let's be asking God for a place, somewhere to call home. Okay, two Ps are left. Go down for time. We're okay. We're okay. The next one is plants. You might be thinking, plants? What do you mean? You know me well enough to know that I'm not a good gardener. My wife is. I am not. That's Sarah's department very, very clearly. I'm talking about church plants. You might go, oh, you may have guessed that. You may, you know, if you hadn't been given a can of drink, I might have given you a little seedling or something this morning. But, you know, one gift is enough on a... I'm, I'm thrilled that there are three church plants that we're involved with as a church right now. Right now, there are three church plants that we're involved with. One in the UK and two further afield. Now, th- there is so much to do in Derby. There is such a big mission field uh, around us just in the city. It would be easy for us to just focus on that and not think about anywhere else. But I don't believe that's what God has for us. I believe he's given us a bigger vision than that. Have you noticed in the Gospels, Jesus is always going to the next place. You know, even just when things start going well, you think, oh, Jesus, it's going good here. Why don't you stay and see something redevelop? Jesus goes, no, no, let's go to the next town, to the next village, the, the next place. I mean, one example is in, in Mark 1. Mark 1, 38. So uh, Jesus has been healing many. He's, he's called his first disciples and he's been driving out impure spirits, healing lots of people. And um, the disciples are very excited about what's happening. Like, there's lots going on. What does Jesus say? Hey, let, let's stay here and we'll make it good. No, no, no. What well, he says this. Verse 38 of Mark 1. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. 
That's why, I, that's why I've come. And wherever it started to go well, you see Jesus go, right, let's go to the next place, the next village, the next town, the next group of people. Because always he was looking ahead to others that he wanted to hear about the good news of salvation. And our focus should be similar. Yes, we're called here, we're, we're rooted here. God has called us to this place and to build something of significance in this city that serves here and reaches the city God has called us to. But that's not it. As well as that, he's putting other places on our hearts as well. And not even just in this country, but across the nations. We are called to play, play our part in reaching other places, reaching the nations for Jesus. That's one of the reasons we're part of a worldwide family of churches within Christ Central and the wider New Frontiers family as well. It's one of the reasons that God is calling us to build a church that serves and blesses other churches and leaders and places so that together we can reach the next village, the next town, the next city, even the next nation. So we've got three places that God has currently led us to be involved with. Uh, the first one is Burton. So the, you'll know that Burton has come out of us directly here in Derby, uh, led by Matt and Louise Waring on the right there, and ably supported by John and Julie Batten and others. Burton Family Church meets in the Windshill area of Burton. Now, many of you will know these guys, they were part of us here for many years, but are now planting with a great team in that part of Burton. They've got some fantastic links into their local community. God's really opened some things up for them in that. Got a community cafe called Be Blessed. Uh, a project called TLG, Transforming Lives for Good, working uh, with some vulnerable youngsters in a local school. There's some great opportunities that are ahead of them. What they need is to grow their core. So let's pray for them this week. Let's pray that there'll be other people in Burton that want to join what God is doing through them. That's something for us to pray into this week. In CM Reap, Sam and Abby Little are doing a fabulous job. I got to see them uh, in the summer last year out there. And they're now gathering somewhere around 100 or so people on a Sunday. A real mix, a very diverse mix of Westerners, Cambodians, some Christians, some not yet Christians. I mean, it's just a fabulous gathering. It's vibrant, multicultural, dual language, and it has grown significantly faster than they expected, which is great. What they need is a leadership team, because at the moment, most of it, well, that's not, falls on them. What they need is a team around them that can pick up other things, and they can lead it together. Now, they know that, but it takes time to develop leaders and particularly when you've got people joining and you're not quite sure their background and experience in the Lord and you're just get, getting to know them the, these things do take time but this is probably one of the biggest prayer points for them right now so let's pray for them this week let's pray for a leadership team to develop in in CM Reap and then in Chemnitz in eastern Germany I was expecting a cheer, Steve. I'll try it again. And we'll edit it on the video. Okay, okay. Well, we'll edit it on the video, all right? So we'll try again. And then in Chemnitz in eastern Germany, there we are. 
Marcus and Leah are right at the very beginning. Thank you for that. Right at the beginning of their church planting journey. Early days. Just moved last summer, settling in, settling their family, getting to know the location. You know, they know the language pretty well, Marcus being German and Leah having spent time there and studied there. But once again, settling into a new environment and a new culture. And again, they need to see a core team emerge and others gather to them. So we're going to be praying for them this week, uh, particularly tomorrow evening uh, when we gather in Oakwood. But let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Pray for them and their family uh, over this week. It's a real privilege to play a part in supporting each of these church plants. We're praying for them and encouraging them. And it comes out of our vision to be a church that blesses and serves other churches. Not just about what God is doing here, but what God is doing in a variety of places. And he's calling us to help play our part in reaching the nations for Jesus. Isn't it good? Our final P is purpose. Purpose. What are we about? What are we about? I'm hoping that actually all of those things are what we're about. All of those things are what God is speaking to us about. But let me add a couple more things very briefly that we haven't covered just yet before we wrap up. The first one we referred to earlier, Tim and Fiona were talking about Love Derby. And to be clear, this is one of the ways that we're fulfilling our vision as a church. It's not the end in itself, but it's a method. It's one of the ways that God has spoken to us about in fulfilling our vision of reaching this city for Jesus. And at the moment, it's such a central part to who we are. I wanted to make sure we refer to it here because God is calling us not just to make a difference in CM Reap and Chemnitz and Burton, but here in the city. And this is one of the ways that we're doing it, to serve and love and bless and reach people in our city and the communities around us. So actually, not to meet on a Sunday and to do that on a Sunday morning instead is a pretty radical idea. But actually, it's what God is calling us to, to be the church, not just to come to church. And it doesn't have to be on a Sunday morning. I know the Middleton Lodge uh, service, for example, as we serve the, the folk there, is normally in the afternoon. But actually, it's about who we are in terms of taking the love and goodness and grace of God to others around us. And so I want to encourage us, friends, this year to be involved in this, to be part of it. I know there's some challenges to it sometimes. I realize that it's not always straightforward or easy, but actually not much is. But we've got an opportunity to, to love and bless and serve the city that God has called us to. So next opportunity, two weeks' time, you've got an opportunity even immediate, immediately to be part of this. But then finally, everything we've said here points perhaps to this one thing. The earth may be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. That's from Habakkuk, in case you've forgotten. Habakkuk 2, verse 14, to be precise. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I want us to realise as we close that our purpose is biblical. It's not we've tried to come up with some clever ideas. 
We're not that smart. Actually, we've said, what's God calling us to? What is our purpose? Where do these things line up? They line up about the earth being filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. They'll come back to this. And one day, this statement will be true. One day, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. But we're not there yet. We're heading towards it, but we're not quite there yet. And so that's why we're seeking to play our part in getting there. That's why we're looking at these things and saying, God, give us more passion for you. Let us see your presence. Let us know your power. Be adding to us. Let's see people saved. Give us a place to call home that can serve and help us in this mission. We're going to pray for these other plants that God has called us to in order that we might see the earth being filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. I loved what Sandra brought earlier. Where are you? I loved what Sandra brought earlier. Fitted so well into this from Isaiah 6. Lord, here am I. Send me to take the message of Jesus into our broken world. So let me finish with a question. <clears throat> last week, Je uh, Lucy said, Jesus said, <laughs> close. Last week, Lucy said, there is the extraordinary in the everyday. I love that phrase. And you'll only wonder, what is your extraordinary part to play in this? How can we as a church help you fulfill your vision, what God is calling you to? And what's your part to play in fulfilling our vision that God is calling us to? And so often I find those two things dovetail together in the wisdom of God. So what's your part? What's your extraordinary part? You know, each of us has a part to play. That's the point that Lucy was making last week. If you missed her talk, then you can get to hear it on the website. I'd encourage you to do that. It's so relevant to this as well. What's your part to play? What is God speaking to you about this morning? What's your contribution? What has God got for you? And if you're not sure how you would answer that question, then that perhaps is another thing to pray into over this, our week of prayer and fasting. Let's stand together, can we? And I'm going to pray as we close. <coughs> For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Heavenly Father, this morning that is our prayer. That indeed the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of you. That Lord, more and more we would see your glory come to this, our broken and hurting world. And Lord, we pray that you would use us individually and as a church to play our part in seeing your glory come. And so this morning, Lord, as we've spoken about these things you've put on our hearts, we, we pray for each of us, God, that you would remind us of these things and you would call us into what our response should be and what it is that what part we've got to play in these things. Our part could perhaps be the final P up there. And Lord, we pray this morning that you would speak to us about our part. 
what it is that you've got for us to bring in this season. And so, God, we give you the week ahead as we gather to pray and fast and meet with you. We pray you would speak to us. We pray we would hear from heaven. And, God, as we look to the year ahead, we pray, God, that we would indeed grow in our passion and love for you. We pray, Lord, for a greater sense of your presence. Lord, we pray for your power to be at work in our lives and in your church. We pray for more people to be added. We ask you, Lord, for a place to call home. We pray for the church plants that you've put on our heart. And God, for the purpose you're calling us to, we say, God, would your glory fill not just this place, but the nations. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.